It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to this post-Thanksgiving IDP Corner. My name is Justin Varnes. You can follow me on Twitter at DownWithIDP. Uh, I'm one of the fantasy analysts over the IDP fantasy analysts over at uh, FantasyPoints.com. Uh, I'm a little uh, groggy. I'm pretty high on tryptophan <laughs> at the moment. I ate two different Thanksgiving dinners, so bear oh, with me. Boy. Uh, uh, Mr. Thomas Simons, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, good, except for the fact that people were stringing cables onto me for a Macy's parade. They were going to string me up and balloon <laughs> me out. I just, I was in the same boat with the tryptophan. It's just a lot of food, a lot yeah. of thanks, and a lot of uh, just good times with family. Absolutely. Well, hopefully you guys are all recovering and uh, can just sit on the couch and listen to some IDP advice as you prepare for week 12. Uh, before we dive into the weekend games, let's do a quick recap of some of these Thursday uh, affairs. Uh, all road wins, uh, some kind of weird action, but we did get some good IDP stuff out of it. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a number of times, but it's worthy of repeating is uh, Micah Parsons on Dallas. They're using him in, in numerous positions, but mostly at linebacker and defensive end edge rushing. Um, and he continued to do so um, this past Thanksgiving or yesterday, uh, as he, this is a Friday for us to record this. Uh, he continues to push for defensive rookie of the year honors. He had four solos, uh, an assist, a sack two tackles for a loss and five QB hits. And he spent most of Thanksgiving living in the Raiders backfield. Yeah. And five QB hits is the one that, that sticks out to me. Big time. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that he, he got rather unlucky to only get one sack. He probably should have had a couple more. So uh great, great, uh, great player there. And again, we love the fact that in a lot of leagues, you can still use him as your, as your TL. So uh, rack up those LB points when you can. Uh, Tracy Walker. I know I, you know, pulled out uh, 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 what little hair I had left uh, last <laughs> week talking about Tracy Walker, but just in, in doing research over the, over the week um, after that and seeing him have another good game, really, if you, if you remove weeks three and four, where he was basically on the back end of a rotation and only had a couple of tackles for a game, we thought, here we go again. This is what happened last year. If you, remove those two games he's a top 20 defensive back and he showed it again in this game he had six tackles and, and a pd so i think at this point as you're heading into the playoffs it's hard to leave tracy walker on your bench considering he just had that kind of two-week uh bobble there but he's been pretty solid since yeah your your famous question last week was what do i do with tracy walker well right now you put him in your lineup and hope for the best um it was That's nice it. to see uh termaine edmonds re uh Return from um, missing the last two games with a hamstring injury, but had a bounce back game against the Saints last night. Um, he led the team with eight total tackles, five of them were solos, and three assists. And the bright spot was that he took 84% of the snaps. Now, it's not the 100% or 95% he normally takes, but still, on his first game back, 84% is impressive. Yeah, uh, that was good to see. You know, some of these. Uh, and we're about to get to uh, another one as well. But some of these, what we kind of thought were like stalwart 
IDPs that you didn't have to worry about. Um, we'd mentioned Walker, um, and but it's not really nice to see Edmonds. Nice to just have one of those solid uh, linebackers do what what we think they're supposed to do and not have to worry about them. Um, Alex Anzalone, that's who I want to talk about. He's been a, a really boring IDP option. He's the every down linebacker for the for the Lions, um, and he really hasn't produced much through the early part of the season, but over the last couple of games, he's kind of picked his tackle floor up. Um, so to me, Anzalone is, is a guy I'm feeling more and more confident about trusting with the back end of my lineup last week, uh, or, you know, just yesterday he had nine tackles, five of which were solo. I think that's a bit on the high end for him, but I think somewhere in that six to nine tackle range is where Anzalone will probably spend the rest of the season. We had some red flags last week uh, on Demario Davis. Um, he had a bounce back game this week against the the Bills yesterday, uh, and that's that's important for IDP owners. He led the, the Saints with ten total tackles, and he finished with uh, six solos, four assists, and a tackle for a loss. And that, I mean, we we've been talking about how some of these. Uh, some of these IDPs that you know, I wouldn't call him a stalwart, but he's somebody that was been consistent and rely, reliable. And, and f- to have a bad game week 11 and then bounce back this week was uh, something that's a little more comforting for IDP owners. Yeah, we, we got a couple of questions on the Discord app about Davis. Uh, I mean, it is rare that a linebacker who plays, you know, who who plays the majority of the snaps gets zero tackles. But right. that's what happened with Davis last weekend. So of course everybody it's like, whoa, 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 what? You know, did he get benched? Did he get hurt? You know, what's going on there? So this is where you know uh, this is this is where Thomas and I uh, you know do the heavy digging to find out what's happening. And what we found is a he played every snap. B, he was not injured. C, and this is an important one, if you look at the tackle distribution, Quan Alexander had seven tackles. That's who who plays the majority of the snaps next to Davis. Outside of that, no other linebacker had more than like one or two tackles. And most importantly, of the 74 tackles the Saints had last week, only like 10 or 12 went to the linebackers. They had a ton up front uh, on their defensive line, um, for those of you who might remember it, I was I was suggesting um, starting Cam Jordan and uh, David Anyamata and um, Marcus Davenport because the matchup featured uh, and favored the defensive line, and that's what we saw. So the defensive line got most of the tackles, and then the defensive backs got almost all the other tackles. So it was a combination of bad luck. And game script, just there just was not a lot of tackles there. So flip the script to this week. Now Davis is facing Buffalo. We have no reason to think he's still not going to be an every down player. He wasn't injured, nothing like that. The Bills are a good matchup for linebackers. So it was just a matter of, look, you got to trust that that was just, you know, everyone has outlier games. People who get three and four tackles a game every now and then get 14 tackles. That's an outlier, in, you know, and the same thing happened here. So um, for those of you who stuck with Davis, uh, good for you. He came up big for you. And just to, to put into um, perspective what you were just saying is that the defensive lineman had 36 total tackles, whereas the linebackers only had 12 in that game. 
Yeah, that's a that's a huge disparity. Um, Jonathan Abram, another uh, you know reliable IDP, he has kind of moved up into that top ten defensive back category. He had ten tackles last night, seven of which were solo. I'd like to see some more big plays. I mean, he's mainly just a, a tackle producer. He's essentially a linebacker. Uh, I would love to see some more big plays to really push him into that kind of you know elite tier up there because the tackles are there. That hasn't happened yet, but. Honestly, I'm not mad about eight to 10 tackles a week from my DB slot. All right, we're going to move on to um, uh, some news and notes. We're going to start talking about the, the matchups ahead. Uh, try to get you guys set up for uh, for the Sunday slate and, and Monday slate this week. Thomas, you want to get us started? Yeah, I'll start off in Washington. I mean, last week we talked about the Washington football team losing bookend edge rushers, uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat both going on to IR, um, and thus the line was not applying pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And they turned in a game with five quarterback hits and two half sacks. Now, while it was only one sack in Week 11, all five QB hits were defensive linemen. And, and that's the caveat here. This is, this is where you're starting to see improvement on this Washington defensive line without their stud bookend rushers on the edge. We just got done talking about Demario Davis and how he uh, ha- had some bad luck and a, and a bad matchup last week, and then was able to you know turn it around this week um, against you know in, in a good matchup. Well, I think the same thing is happening with Logan Wilson. He's had two slow games back to back lately, but their opponents. This is again where you kind of go in and do the digging. The, their opponents managed only 45 snaps and 48 snaps on offense. Both of those are a solid 10 to 20 snaps fewer than your average uh, NFL game. So uh, Wilson, I think just, just had matchups where, um, you know, just the other, the other offense couldn't get a whole lot going, uh, which means there's just not a lot out there. So if you're worried about Logan Wilson, I wouldn't be, I think a lot of that had to do with just the, the their opponents this week. Things are things should turn around because he's facing the Steelers and the Steelers uh, have a have a, a bright young rookie running back and they're starting to lean on that running back more and more. And so what has that done? That has created the second most uh, linebacker tackles per game. So Pittsburgh is 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 a better matchup even than Buffalo was uh, last night for for Demary Davis and the Saints. So look for a bounce back game for Wilson this week. Speaking of Pittsburgh, um, Alex Highsmith, the, line, the outside linebacker, is thriving in the absence of T.J. Watt and the departure of uh, Melvin Ingram. Uh, Highsmith posted six total tackles and with one and a half sacks, uh, tackle for a loss and three QB hits in, in Week 11. Now, uh, also on that team, Cam Sutton had a huge day uh, with 10 total tackles, tackle for a loss, INT, and a PD. And even though he, he took a shot to the head on his INT he was, and it was evaluated for a concussion, he passed concussion protocols uh, and came back in the game. Now, don't expect that, that type of game from Cam Sutton this week because Minka Fitzpatrick will return, which I'll mention in, in injury news and notes. Um, Highsmith, though, is somebody that is starting to play consistently. And even with the T.J. Watt return, Highsmith could have a solid uh, week in week 12. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, If you're looking for a good cornerback to pick up, uh, somebody who's been kind of flying under the radar is Desmond King uh, for the Texans. 
he became a you know for, for the first couple of weeks he was just a little a rotational uh cornerback but since becoming a full-time starter in week four king's tackle production has been strong uh he's had at least six tackles in in every full game there was one game in in, in there where he got injured and, and left early um and he's really been picking up lately he's had eight or more tackles in three of of his last five games um and he and if you're in return yardage league uh he doesn't return them much but he does return the occasional punt so that comes in handy as well so king is a player uh if you if you're hurting at quarterback uh you should um check out uh, on the Jets, uh, linebacker Quincy Williams, uh, his stock is rising again, especially if, if linebacker C.J. Mosley misses any time with a concussion, which we'll mention in injuries. Williams led the team last week with 15 total tackles. Now, 10 of those were solos. That's an, that's a solid number when you're – when being the fact that you got double-digit total tackles is impressive to begin with, but when 10 of them are solos, that's <laughs> – you can start hitting bonuses in certain leagues that have bonuses for um, five and ten tackles, um, and he two of those tackles were for a loss. So Williams is starting to really project himself as the uh, I wouldn't say the stud, but he's he's projecting himself as a solid option next to Mosley, as Jared Davis only took twelve percent of the snaps and had zero stats last week. Yeah, Davis so far has been a bust, which is a shame because uh, he started started strong in this league, uh, and we thought maybe some time with Robert Sala would would turn that around. And if you listen to Sala, it obviously clearly ended up being coach speak, but he made it sound like Davis was going to be more of the centerpiece of this defense, and that just has not happened. Um, I was really hoping that by now the Chiefs would have uh, given both Nick Bolton and Willie Gay more snaps. Uh, these are, you know, speaking of bright young stars, both of these uh, linebackers are playing well. Uh, they're making an impact in the game. But uh, we're now 11 weeks into the season, and we've, we've even had the, the Chiefs make some defensive changes. They've, they've shifted their defense around trying to improve it. And even with that, it's still an ugly four-man split. You got Nick Bolton just, just last week. Nick Bolton played 28% of the snaps, had four tackles. Willie Gay played 57% of the snaps, which led the linebackers. He had five tackles. Ben Neiman's still out there playing 42%, uh, had two tackles. And Anthony Hitchens played 39% and had three tackles. So really, you've got um, what should be two linebackers putting up somewhere between you know, five to nine tackles a week, but those are now those are still split between four linebackers. So if you've been holding on to Willie Gay or Nick Bolton in the hopes that they would eventually, uh, you know, step up here and and uh, really help you out toward the end of the season, I'm not sure that's going to happen any more than like the an LB four uh, kind of status. Now, it may still happen, but you know, at some point you have to you have to just let let the dream die. However, I still believe that in Dynasty, these two guys will eventually be the, the Chiefs' main linebackers. It might take a, a shift in defensive coordinator. That's the kind of thing I'd be looking for. If all of a sudden, you know, if in a year or two they decide to, to move past uh, Steve, Steve Spagnola, uh, they may get a new defensive coordinator in there uh, who will who will want to go back to a, a more traditional, you know, kind of two-linebacker-heavy system. And then we're going to see Bolton and Gay become fantasy options. But as for right now, that doesn't look like that's going to be the case. 
Now is the time to come prop up on Thrive Fantasy Football this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus on only top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 12 and is already awarded over $4 million. Our staff at Fantasy Points will be posting their favorite Thrive Fantasy picks each week on the site. New users can use promo code FANTASYPOINTS when you sign up and you will receive 100% instant first deposit match up to a hundred dollars download thrive fantasy on the app store or play store or by visiting www.thrivefantasy.com you can also tune into the extra points live stream every sunday morning to find out some of our favorite thrive fantasy props for the day sign up and prop up today all right, let's move along to our quick hits. Uh, what you got for us, Thomas? Well, rookie uh, safety Javon Holland on the Dolphins is starting to catch fire. Uh, he he led the team, or excuse me, he tied for the team lead with six total tackles last week. Uh, five were solos, and he had an assist. He added a, a pass defend and a fumble recovery to his stat sheet for the day. He has 11 total tackles and seven big plays in his last two outings combined. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Finally, the rookie stepping up there and um, both the, the, you know, the veterans in the secondary and uh, head coach Brian Flores are, are, are raving about him. So uh, could be somebody to really um, invest in heavily, particularly in Dynasty. Um, another player who is, has finally uh, started to catch fire and become the player they hoped he would uh, is uh, defensive end slash outside linebacker for the Jags, Josh Allen. He's an edge rusher that is put up, he's putting up between eight and ten tackles, uh, which is basically you know like uh, you, no, what is he he's like uh, Luke Keekley out there basically. <laughs> Um, and, and he's getting in the backfield. So uh, we've obviously talked a lot about Allen's ascension, recent ascension here on, on the podcast. What I wanted to mention is that with every edge rusher, there are going to be ebbs and flows, um, within the season. Uh, I do think this is on paper, a really good week for Allen. The Falcons give up the third most fantasy points per game to defensive linemen. They, uh, give up 16.8 tackles per game and about a sack and a half as well. So this should be another strong strong game for Allen. Linebacker Zach Cunningham is starting to show some signs of fantasy life um, as he took 100% of the snaps in week uh, 11. He tied uh, for second on the team with 11 total tackles and normally or as of late this year he's been getting a lot more assists than he's been getting uh, solos but this time he had six solos and five assists which was it leans towards the favorable side for fantasy owners. He had a tackle for a loss, a PD, and a forced fumble. Now, linebacker Camus uh, Grubier Hill led the team with 12 total tackles, six solos, six assists, two QB hits. He had an INT and two PDs as well. So the linebackers are starting to produce for the Texans. Yeah, Cunningham uh, started the season in the doghouse. He he was late to meetings. Yep. He he wasn't very committed. He wasn't spending time watching tape, uh, and uh, to to the point that he uh, got benched and uh, basically just I mean, just eventually lost his job to uh, Kamu Gurje Hill. Um, but then Christian Kirksey um, went out went down he, with a fractured had, yep fractured th- yeah. finger. 
and uh, he's had surgery on that. He's on IR. We don't know when he will come back. He has to be out a minimum of three games. Well, we passed those three games, but we still haven't heard anything about his return. So as of now, uh, we're assuming that it's still probably still going to be a couple more weeks at, at minimum. Um, what I've read about Cunningham is um, the coaches have all said he is recommitted. Uh, he's putting in the necessary time watching film and, and, and playing faster and looking a lot more like the, the every down linebacker and defensive play caller he was last season. Um, you know, and this could be the sort of thing where they brought in, you know, cause remember in the off season, the Texans signed several uh, linebackers. Um, you know, they, they signed Christian Kirksey, and they signed Camus Grugier Hill. They even signed a couple other veterans to, you know, they had like four or five free agent signings. So if you're Zach Cunningham and you think this is the, you know, this is your defense and, and you're going to be the man in the middle and then you see the Texans sign, you know, almost every known free agent linebacker, <laughs> you're probably not too happy about that. So that's all conjecture, but there's, you know, that, that's a pretty easy thing to see that, that he might've just gotten himself, you know, worked up and, and, I mean, maybe this is his version of pouting, but when Kirksey went down, he snapped right back into place. They've, uh, they've handed him the defensive play calling duties. Again, he's played every snap in the last two games and has put up really solid points. So for me, I really like uh, Cunningham and Grugier Hill going forward, uh, particularly since we have no idea when Kirksey will be back. One, one Um, quick note on Kirksey is that um, he did undergo surgery on, on that finger. Um, and it, it looks like he's, it was a fractured thumb and he went and underwent surgery. And as you mentioned, he went on IR in week seven. They're looking at like, believe it was week 13 is when they are, are hoping that Kirksey will be back. So if you're going to go with Cunningham and or Grugier Hill, um, you've got at least another week before you have to worry about Kirksey. And then it's going to be interesting because with Cunningham right. playing much better now, but they also really do like Grugier Hill. Uh, what's going to happen with these three linebackers? Uh, it it, it right. might become a, a hot a mess. A volatile, here, but, yeah, yeah. So, but for one more week for sure, Cunningham and Grugier Hill will, will be the will be I think I think solid plays. Um, somebody who I didn't think would be a solid play last week is Trey Hendrickson. He had a really tough matchup last week against the Raiders um, who have just been, you know, mostly abysmal for, for opposing defensive linemen, but Hendrickson just doesn't, doesn't care. He gets, he, he gets a sack every single week. I mean, he's literally, he's only had two games this season where he hasn't had a sack. uh, And he's now had, I think a sack in seven straight games, I think uh, six straight games, uh, um, so now again, this is somebody who does not get many tackles. He only had two solos last week, uh, one solo the week before that his outlier game was a nice six tackle game in week eight. Other than that, he's basically a one to three tackle guy. So, but in big pay, play leagues, you got to keep firing Hendrickson up because if he's doing this well in uh poor matchups, that, that gives you a lot of hope that, uh, he's just borderline unstoppable. Uh, and when it comes to getting into the backfield. So last week we talked about Harrison Smith um, on the Vikings and Cameron Bynum and how that was going to shake out with Smith returning. Um, Smith returned from a two-game absence, and he took all 59 defensive snaps. Now, we expected 85 to 90% in his first game back, um, being, but being that it was only COVID-related, apparently it didn't affect his stamina and or his ability to take every defensive snap. And 
Consequently, Smith had four solos with a sack. He had a tackle for a loss and two QB hits. Now, Bynum took just 10% of the snaps and had zero stats. So we were kind of concerned with the fact that Bynum would be used. Um, he had earned some playing time, which is he did get 10% of the snaps. But Smith was the, the most reliable and consistent DB they have there, and that was a huge game against a division rival that they needed, and they won. You're probably tired of hearing my voice and Thomas's voice, so we're going to step aside and uh, give you a few seconds relief. Uh, listen, listen to Mr. Ben Kukanis. All right, it's everyone's favorite uh, time of the podcast. We're we're going to get caught up on all of the injuries <laughs> and inactives and these things that uh, will will. Uh, if they if they jumped up and bit you last weekend, uh, we'll get a, a better sense of going forward. Uh, maybe what what some of these injuries uh, and inactives might do uh, going forward. Thomas, take it away. All right. Well, I'm going to start off with notable injured reserves, and I'm going to mention a few guys that were that played yesterday or their teams played yesterday, but they're worthy of being noted here because they're on injured reserve now. Um, defensive end Chase Young, Washington, tore his ACL, done for the season. Uh, linebacker Danny Trevathan on Chicago with a knee injury is out minimum of three weeks. Khalil Mack on Chicago uh, foot opted for surgery done for the season. Linebacker Davian Taylor on Philadelphia injured his knee um, and was placed on IR and is out a minimum of three weeks. Linebacker Bud Dupree on Tennessee an abdomen injury landed on IR out th- minimum three weeks and also out a minimum three weeks just placed on IR recently is safety Donovan Wilson on Dallas. Now some notable in, uh, inactives from week 11, um, Brandon Williams on Baltimore defensive tackle uh, was out with a shoulder limited practice Wednesday and Thursday this week, defensive tackle Vita Vey on Tampa Bay bone bruise and MCL sprain uh, limited practice Wednesday and Thursday. Also limited practice Wednesday and Thursday, linebacker Rashawn Gary and Green Bay with an elbow injury. Linebacker Lorenzo Carter on the Giants. Ankle and in illness has him limited in practice Wednesday and Thursday. Linebacker TJ Wan on Pittsburgh, a knee injury. Limited practice Wednesday, Thursday. Might return this week. Linebacker David Long Jr. on Tennessee, hamstring did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Also not practicing Wednesday or Thursday was linebacker Rashawn Evans on Tennessee with an ankle injury. Now, DB's safety Jalen Hawkins on Atlanta. Uh, an ankle injury, full practice Wednesday and Thursday. Expect him back. Cornerback Vernon uh, Hargreaves on Cincinnati was a healthy scratch last week, so uh, stay away from him. Cornerbacker uh, Cornerback Troy Hill on Cleveland, neck injury, limited practice Wednesday, Thursday. Cornerback Joe Hayden, Pittsburgh, foot injury, did not practice Wednesday, upgraded to limited practice Thursday. Cornerback Greg Maben on Tennessee, ankle injury, limited Wednesday and Thursday. And also on Tennessee, cornerback Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins, chest injury, limited Wednesday and Thursday. Now on a COVID list, defensive tackle Linville Joseph on the Chargers, uh, he had a shoulder injury, was inactive uh, week 11, and then was placed on COVID-19 list on Monday. Now, safety Logan Ryan on the New York Giants was added to the COVID list on Thursday of last week and was in, inactive in week 11. 
uh, linebacker Justin Sernod on Denver was inactive, was activated, excuse me, from the COVID list on November 20th and will be available following the bye week that Denver just came off. And linebacker safety uh, Minka, excuse me, safety Minka Fitzpatrick on Pittsburgh was activated from the COVID list on November 25th. Now, some notable injuries going into this week or notable note, news and notes here. Defensive end, Kalis Campbell on Baltimore, uh, had a concussion last week and is, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Defensive end, Everson Griffin on Minnesota will not, likely not play this week as he's had some, what appears to be some mental health uh, concerns. And we're not going to speculate as to what it was and what happened, but it doesn't look like Griffin's going to play this week. Linebacker C.J. Mosley on the Jets was being evaluated for a concussion, was limited practice Wednesday and Thursday. Linebacker Jan Brown on Tennessee, who's been thriving in the absence of David Long and Rashawn Evans, is dealing with a quad injury and was limited Wednesday and Thursday. Cornerback Shaquille Griffin on Jacksonville suffered a concussion last week, did not practice Wednesday, but disappeared from the injury list on Thursday. So, I haven't seen any news as to whether or not he was placed on IR or if he just is past protocol, uh, concussion protocol testing and is good to go. We'll have to wait and see how uh, the practice report comes out today. Cornerback Tyson Campbell on Jacksonville injured his shoulder, was limited Wednesday and Thursday. Cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. on the Chargers suffered a concussion last week, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Cornerback Darius Slay on Philadelphia suffered a concussion uh, in week 11, did not practice Wednesday, upgraded to limited practice Thursday. And cornerback Trey Brown on Seattle injured his uh, patellar tendon and is likely going to have season-ending surgery. All right, that is actually going to wrap it up for us this week on the uh, IDP Corner. Um, this has been, uh, you know, a, a season of thanks, and we're we're certainly thankful for all of our listeners, uh, all of our Discord users, everybody over at FantasyPoints.com, uh, allowing us to get on here and uh, prattle on about defensive players. Um, I am probably going to go take an old man dad nap after this. Uh, Thomas, you're, this is super early for you. Hopefully you'll get to crawl back in bed. Uh, but hopefully everybody gets a chance to listen to this. And we wish you all the best of uh, luck uh, coming up for the week 12. Thomas? Be well and be safe. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Oh,